Welcome back to Desire to Inspire. It's your mama's favorite podcast. We some Spartans out here, bro. We some motherfucking Spartans, baby. Does this one like give you FOMO? Yeah, I'm Me completing too, that this year. Dude, the guy that I know, he completed it this weekend. Damn. Yeah. That's impressive. For people that don't know, this is called the trifecta. And if you do the 5K, 10K, and 21K, then you complete this ring of it. And so we started with, we did the hardest one. And that's what a lot of people were saying when we were on the course, which I want to, I want to go into the whole weekend leading up to it, everything like that, and not just go straight into the race. So kick us off, Dylan, on what I consider to be so far the biggest eye opening weekend of this year um, for me. Okay. Um, so we starting at Thursday or like we go on Friday? Let's start Thursday. All right. Thursday. I uh, headed out. There really wasn't much to say before I head out. So I head out, meet up with uh, Augustine at the airport. That's uh, one of our clients. He's probably DTI's biggest fan. And uh, first time meeting the guy, we catch a ride. Everybody else is already together. I was having fun, honestly. My flight got a little delayed. I had already been drinking at the airport. I knew everybody else was like grilling out, having some beers. And I was... I was having FOMO. I'm obviously I'm not gonna lie. We know how I am. Yep. So uh we pull up, eat some food, drink some beers. That's pretty much it that day. Nice chill yep. night. Nice chill night to calm before the storm. Yeah, and we then, had everybody uh, over uh at my place to kind of just settle in, have some good conversations, everybody meet Augustine, um, and vice versa, so that way we all get acclimated. Um Sal was the only one that wasn't there that yeah. competed in the race with us. Um, but kids, a, a unit, really good guy. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I think we had a really good group for this one to like kind of kick things off. So mm-hmm. Thursday was just that, that chill, getting the, the energy vibe of all of us being there, um, grilled some shish kebabs out, had a few Coronas, nothing crazy. Um, and it was planned to have it at my place because um, we all know our group a little too well. And who would have known? Or uh, what would you have mean happened? like if we would have went out to eat? Yeah. yeah so oh I yeah. It wouldn't have. It would have ended at nine o'clock like it did then. I could yeah, guarantee I to have that. Some, uh, control over the evening, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cook for everybody. Not going to ask for anything in return. Come on over. Let's have some time. And uh, that's exactly what we did. Yeah, and then uh, next morning, bright and early, up at like six o'clock. I'll let you handle that one because you know all the ins and outs of this place more than I do. So yeah, I'll let you take of the the little morning event. Yeah. So Friday came around and um, we wanted to do uh, like um, rejuvenating things or whatever, like not fall off of our daily routines. All of us that did the Spartan race um, have morning routines of waking up, going to the gym. Matt sleeps in a little bit more, but that's why he didn't join us. Um, and so I wanted to stay on rhythm. I didn't want our bodies to get out. Wait, of did he take off I... work? No. Oh, I was about to dog if he took off work and didn't come hang out. Oh, no. And so my idea was, you know, instead of sleeping in, resting, and then just kind of like going out to Fayetteville where the race was in our Airbnb, let's stick to the rhythm and routines that we established day in and day out. And so we woke up, um, pretty early, about six o'clock. So I would say that's sleeping in for like all of us, six thirty. Uh, we Not me, because I was still probably on my time zone. So it was like four o'clock. Mountain time. Getting up early. Yep. 
Um, so we woke up, got ready, and then we went and got Augustine from his hotel. And then we all went to a local coffee shop, one that I've been wanting to try um, on our way to cryotherapy. Um, so as you guys know, cryo is something that I find extremely valuable. Um, also doing the sauna, so hot and cold therapy. So when we got to iCryo, uh, we had an appointment set up for all of us to go into the sauna, then jump straight into the cryo booth and then go over to the lake compressions. What was cool, it was everybody's first time. I don't think anybody had experienced that before. Um, and so I hope, which I think it did, it one challenged us mentally to do something that makes us uncomfortable in the beginning of the day and the beginning of the weekend going into something that made all of us extremely uncomfortable and push through it. Um, but not only that, do a little bit of recovery and not so much strain on the body. So that's why we decided to go and do the cryo sauna and leg compressions, um, where in my mind, we get treated like kings, get put in robes, go and do our thing, um, and kind of just space out for that like hour and a half that we were there. What were your thoughts I was, exci I was excited about that because originally, like the whole way there, you're like, yeah, like two people have to go in into the sauna, then two people go into cryo. And then we'll like do a little rotation. So then you'll stay with those people and go to the legs. So like my, the way that like it was explained, I thought like we were really going to be separated, like just two groups of two, but it actually worked out where it was like all four of us together. And I liked that a lot more. I liked that like, yeah. being able to see everybody. So like obviously you had done it before. I was actually very surprised with myself in the cryo. I wish I would have just went the whole three thirty, but you, it, yeah. they only put yours to three minutes too. I was yeah. like, damn, bro, you fucking cheat. That's not right now. I go back and forth on it. Um, three minutes is like what they say to do. 3.30 is just kind of going a little bit above that. Um, ego. But as, Stroke that ego, baby. As we were talking to that guy, he was letting us know like what it does to like drop your body temperature like that. So um, they monitor it when you first go in and then they get it when you go out as well. Because if you drop too much, you know that you shouldn't be at that level that you're at yet. Your body's got to get acclimated to it. But generally, people that are in shape, um, live a healthier lifestyle, like they can challenge their body in that sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was that the leg compressions I hardly ever do. So, at the end, I was really enjoying that because it felt fucking amazing and reminded me I need to start doing those more. I've only ever done them like after races. So, I've never done them like before doing something, but I actually think it helped. Like, I was feeling real loose the next day because I don't really stretch. It's a real problem. Yeah. We talked about this. I need to stretch, but I don't stretch. But the leg compressions like the day before an event, I actually liked. I feel like I might have liked it more than I do after an event. Yeah. But I wanted to go to cryo for a sec. I've never seen cryo like that before. So like this was like literally just stepping into a freezer, which we'll have. We should have a video up like probably within a week, week and a half. I got to get all the yeah. shit from you, but then we'll have that together. And all this whole weekend is going to be included in one. But I'm like used to seeing the thing like where your head's out the top and yep. it's like the rest of your body's in there. So I was not expecting to put a mask on and a hat on and then get in there. But I actually really liked it. I, I would do that all the time. Yeah. So the ones that you stick your head out, those are nitrogen based. So you obviously can't uh, put full body because you will pass out. That's why in those ones, you have to lift your head back. So that way, this, the smoke that you see isn't going up there. Have you done that before, one, too? Yeah, I've done that before. I thought I've I seen think, a video of you like that. Yeah, I think this one that is at the facility that we went to is better um, because I feel like it gets colder as well. So this one was oxygen, I think, just like regular air. 
Um, so it's not like they're pumping us full of oxygen, but yeah. it uses that. So that way your whole body can be submerged, uh, which I think is awesome. So if I were to rank the different types of cold plunges, um, or like cold therapies, it would be a cold plunge, like getting your full body actually in the water that's freezing. Um, then I would do the oxygen one like we have. And then I guess nitrogen, even though, to be honest, I think I would do a cold shower over the nitrogen ones. I'm not a fan of those really? ones. I don't, yeah, I don't I've think they do so. the job that a cold shower would challenge you wise, but any form of them is good form to them. I actually was talking to somebody today on Facebook um, and they were telling me how they want to start getting into that kind of stuff. So they were asking a bunch of questions, which was really cool. I don't really like cold showers as much. I feel like I can't get as much out of it. Like I love a cold plunge. Like if I, if I could have one, I would like the, yeah. the day I get a house is the day I get a cold plunge. That's a fact. <laughs> but it's just, it's hard in an apartment, man. Yeah. I, I ain't trying yeah. to refill this thing. It's going to get warm. And two, like a good one that filters the water and keeps things clean so bacteria and shit doesn't build up. They're like $5,000, so it's not like it's a small investment. You can get cheaper ones, um, yeah. but it's those are one of those things where I look at it as like it's a lifetime investment. It's just not a month and done. Right. Um, so that would be something that I would actually spend like a good penny on to make sure that I get a reliable um, machine or piece of equipment. Just like a sauna, I would go with the jacuzzi brand that iCryo has. They're extremely known. Um, and so you're making that investment. You hope to only make that once yeah. or at least have it last 10 years, which those companies are definitely manufacturing to be able that. to do that. Yeah. That's like those things I a hundred percent want at my house, but I go back and forth between, do I want a home gym or not? I'm afraid that if I had a home gym, I wouldn't want to like, I feel like I wouldn't use it as much. I feel like getting out of the house and going somewhere else for that is like what I need. I don't think. Yeah. Cause even like an apartment gym, like I don't necessarily like it that much. It, it could be the nicest one, but like the fact that it's in my place, I'm like, I don't want to go here. It's like, and I've brought this up. This is not a dig to you, but it's like going to get a haircut at a barber shop. Like uh, that feeling. I, that I do that sometimes. <laughs> that feeling. I did that it last week. I'm just, <laughs> just like getting out of the house or something, but yeah, home gym. I don't think I would ever want, but like the cryo and self um recovery things i definitely am gonna have like a dedicated area in my house one day to just those things we're gonna flash forward and i'm gonna have a whole ass gym in my house <laughs> um but after cryo after we did that we then went to um fayetteville so well we went back we got ready and everything um got breakfast and then we did headed we out towards oh we went straight to twin peaks never mind Oh yeah. I was um, at a loss. I'm like, did we eat breakfast? Yeah. No. We did. We stopped on the way. Yep. Um, so from cryo, we went out to Fayetteville where the race was in North Carolina, uh, stopped and got lunch on the way. And then we got there a little bit ahead of the last two folks that were coming. Um, but I think it was good. The Airbnb that we rented, you already know I got to bring him up, shout him out. My guy Jerome took care of us, had probably one of the nicest Airbnbs we stayed in in terms of like cleanliness and furniture wise, um, which was nice because we all got there and then we got to go into the like little. No, town when we first had. got there, when we first pulled up to this Airbnb, dude, we were we were all real nervous. We like pulled down this street. It was like a cemetery and then like just shack after shack like the most rundown homes you could find right dude what the fuck like 
this is the street that it took us. I'm like, where are we at? So we go, we pull down to the end, we stop, and we're it finally like reroutes us to the next street. Literally, like the nicest apartments ever in the middle of fucking nowhere. It was it was weird, like where these apartments were placed. But it was, I'll give you props. It was a nice Airbnb. That it was. It was a sketchy area, but I'm pretty sure that they're gentrifying it um, and making it more a little bit upscale That's compared to what I it was. I was trying so hard to think of the word gentrification last week that I just like never even brought it up. Cause, but in my head, I was like, what the fuck word <laughs> is happening to this city? And I could not think of the word. But that's it. That's it. That is it. And then what from there? So we got to the Airbnb and then we went and got dinner together. Uh, went back to the Airbnb and just also hung shout out. out Jerome. <laughs> yeah, dinner recommendations. Yep. You guys were on the uh, same I, wavelength, bro. If you, if you guys become friends, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he left me a really good review on my profile. I left him a really good uh, review on his profile. So there there could be some business down the road that we do together. Yeah, but I want to get into because the rest of the night. We won't talk about it. The rest of the night, we just hung out at the Airbnb, nothing there. But I wanted to give you guys a build up to let you know, like, we were together throughout this whole process up until race day. So that way, I don't know, kind of like you go on travel leagues or something when you're growing up, like you're with your team a day before the day of the race, like you guys get ready together, all that. Yeah, the day before was big prep because we got like all of the everything we're going to need to eat the next morning, like whatever we were going to need to fuel up beforehand. Like we were we're actually thinking this time. Usually I just yeah. fucking fly, fucking go on the fly, but we're, and then we're prepared. We were, and then came race day where we woke up early. Like Dylan said, we had all of the like breakfast bread, which obviously we're not going to eat a big breakfast because we're going into the race, but we got our breakfast in, we got our electrolytes, we got our caffeine. Some of us had way too much fucking caffeine in the span of 52 hours, um, but we won't get into names there. And uh, all we got ready every day. <laughs> we got ready for the race and kind of just, I guess you could say mentally prepared through like breakfast and drinking the electrolytes and shit like that, going with the flow in the morning um, to then hop in the cars and drive over to almost a military base. It was right outside of it. Yeah, basically. Um, I do wish I would have ate more that day though. After seeing that there was absolutely zero food on the course, I do wish I would have ate a big breakfast actually. Yeah. I think I would have been better because I was dying by the end. <laughs> I was starving. There was people, well, get into the race, like the beginning of it, your thoughts leading up to it. But that paints a picture of us actually getting to the race and um, setting up, getting ready for the trek. Well, our start time was 10.15. The first start time for any of the Opens, which is what we were doing so we could do it as a team, it wasn't like a competitive one, was 10 o'clock. But we pull in at probably like, I don't know, what do you think we got there, like 9 like an hour beforehand or was it 8 30 no it was like 8 20 something like that 8 30 okay so we pull in there's already guys like making the first round of the fucking ultra which is like 30 miles so they're already like 15 miles deep in two hours i'm like okay like these dudes are legit bro and i think that was like the first time it clicked in my head we might actually finish faster than we thought because mm-hmm. like you had a certain so we started at 10 15 freddie said as long as we were done before four it's a win for me. And I was like, nah, fuck that 3.30. And so we both had these times in our head. But I'm watching these dudes like come around mile 15 in like a couple hours. And I'm like, okay, they had more obstacles than us. And they actually had to finish every obstacle. So like we knew that we didn't necessarily have to do everyone. 
Like if we failed, like it is what it is. Like try a few times and let's move on. So I'm like, oh, we could actually do this. That was my first thought. My second thought was, I gotta pee. <laughs> and so I think I had some little girl watching a not little girl. What? Let's <laughs> I had some lady who is a volunteer watch me pee. But uh, no, like once we got in there, like I was really excited. I wasn't really nervous for this race. I think it's because like I knew we were doing it as a team. So like even like if I started to fucking slow down, like there's never going to be a time that I was by myself or like, I was yeah. like, fuck, like it's all on me to push myself. Cause I've been in races where I hit a wall and it's, there's nobody else there except for myself to be like, let's fucking go. So I know yeah. that there's six other dudes. I was like, all right, we, we could do this. We got this. So I was just excited at that point. And then like people just slowly start like getting their start times called and going out. And then I was just fucking ready, dude. I didn't know that you were going to have to do obstacles just to get to the start line though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, like Dylan was saying, like if you didn't complete an obstacle, it was a thing to do like a longer loop or you'd have to do 30 burpees, depending on like which race style you were doing. Um, so that way it adds to a challenge. It adds an extra thing. But there was 30 obstacles, 3.1 miles in the beast, which we fucking completed, baby. And um, yeah, literally you go up there, they call your time and instantly you're crawling under barbed wire in the grass that leads to a wall that you have to jump over to get in the, the opening line. So that way your block um, is all in one area ready to go. And uh, it was really cool. They had this like commentator that got everybody like excited before their race heat went out. Um, and so we're all standing in these big groups and he's like, split a line down the middle. And so we stood out, we had our DTI shirts made. I'm so glad that we got fucking red shirts because it was easy to spot each other on the trails. Yeah. Um, and two, through the story that you guys will hear, it created some sort of um, attention to us, which was cool. Um, but he says, split I think it the helped that we were like at the very front too. Like we were at like the front of that pack. So like we were right by the dude. Yep. So he splits the middle and we're all on the, the right side of it. He's on the left and he runs down the middle. He's getting everybody fired up, talking about like who's new to the race, who are the veterans, make this chant, do this, X, Y, and Z. Um, and he kept calling out, he's like in DTI and he would just make jokes or fun. Like that was his thing is just to like find people to like pick on. Um, but he kept coming over to us and asking us questions, um, telling, asking us what DTI stood for. Uh, I'll not give you any more shit, Dylan. Uh, oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Honestly though, he, I was, I've actually been ready for this. He caught me off guard though, bro. Like I was like, whoa. But also, I heard him multiple times before. Like, he goes through the same spiel with different groups. The one group, he pulled, like, four dudes out of, and they were all somebody else. Because he called me Justin Timberlake. And so he gave everybody else a name. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, once he pulled me out, I was expecting to keep pulling more people. And then he hit me with a question. I was like, well, I was shook. (laughs) He was like, what's DTI? And Dylan's like, desire to inspire. That's a lie. We have to (laughs) run the video. Send me the link so I can put it in here. I will. I, say, I, I did say that with the uh, with the obstacles. When he said that, that's when I, I was like 31. Because I heard him say 31 the one time before. But it's 30. I say uh-huh. desire to inspire, baby. Send me well, the video. Know, I will. We'll pop the video up here or put it on social media. Because Dylan can Do you have it, though? Because if not, we're not going to have it before this goes up. I mean, like, to send to me before then. Oh, yeah. He can. Okay. He'll, he'll send it to you. Um, but Dylan swears 
And again, he was in the heat of it. The guy's just asking random questions, just asking this. And Dylan goes, desire to inspire. And like says it kind of shaky. And then during and after the race, he's like, no, I said desire to inspire, baby. And so at one Well, point, first of like, all, the guy said, who's the leader here? And I pointed to both of us. I did one of these. Freddie just points at me. And I expect that's why I'm saying I expected multiple people to be pulled because he hit you with those names. So I thought we were both getting called out, and apparently it's just me. <laughs> um, so he, he says that, and I go, Dylan, you have one job. All you got to say is desire to inspire, bring mental and physical health together. And he's like, you fucking do it next time. So I'm like, all right, Here's the thing, back if, if I did say that, do we think that it would have done anything else? He'd have probably no, cut me off at mid-sentence, and it wouldn't have done anything else. Still making excuses. So the cool thing was, though, what would it have I, done? Would we? Would we have got followers? No, we didn't even put my my at my at sign in that line. The it line you told me to say, "There's no at in it." It's about press spreading the word and knowledge. Anyways, we clearly have. That's to what the shirts were for. Belief. Um, you could flip so your belief a, is you could have stepped up. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Right or wrong, the tension right still along, is there. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are acting like it's just me. If you wanted to say it, you could have been like, you know what? I got this. You're the one who wants to do public speaking. Anyway, I tell you all the time, I'm not a public speaker. I, I learned that. And that's what we, uh, that's what we learned. Wait until next time. <laughs> DCI, who's the leader? Here we go. Hi. Hi. You're a leader. What's your name? Dylan. His name's Justin Timberlake. Everyone say, hey, Justin. Hey. Justin, tell us about DTI. Uh, you know, desire to inspire, baby. <laughs> I like it. Told you I said baby, bitch. Anyways, so, to not blow this up to a bigger deal than it is, there was this lady standing next to me, and she was like, desire to inspire, I'm in your guys' group. She's like, I'm inspired. She's like, I'm uh, like 69 years old, and I've done 17 trifectas or something like that. And I was like, no way. She's like, yeah, I do these all the time, X, Y, and Z. So it's just cool to see that just from desire to inspire it picked up and like she made an assumption of kind of like what our emotion was without actually knowing it and to like hear her put her story to the DTI brand it was like dude it's on point like it's catchy people understand it when they hear it so i thought that that was a really cool thing especially right at the starting line before we took off to get out of she that she also like, lied cuz she was in our group she left us immediately bro she was <laughs> gone i was like all right See you. So what was your, um, not going through like all the obstacles and stuff like that, what was your takeaway from the race? Both like something that you might've thought was easy, that was hard, or something that was hard that you thought would like vice versa. Like give us like your overall perspective on the race, some things that you might've saw during the race that like inspired you. Um, because I want to get into that as we've talked already about this. I think pretty early on, uh, we kind of made it a we I think me and you already knew this, but clearly our group did it that we were gonna be more of like the helping people like let's like all get first of all, we've openly said from the beginning we're doing this as a team. And I didn't even necessarily mean just us as a team because like we were helping people very early on in the race like that one dude we helped him get over a wall who then it came back around he helped you up later. yep so like it was like building on things. And so that was cool. I that's what I wanted it to be. Some people left the group. No, no fingers pointed. But uh, so like that was cool. But I think that 
the hardest thing for me, honestly, was like forcing myself to slow down and like stay with everybody. Cause I uh-huh. could very easily, I think have just like blown through it. And like, went, like if I was out there going for time, I think I could have went at a pretty decent pace. There was never a time where I felt like I was dying or like I needed to stop or anything like that. But I knew that like, this was bigger than like just me going out and do this anyways. Like this isn't something I necessarily would have done by myself. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really have like the desire to let me go try to like compete in this thing. It was more like, Oh, I think this would be a fun, like kind of team building exercise. Yep. So the hardest thing for me was like kind of pulling back and making sure like that everybody was good and that everybody's going to finish. Cause there were a lot of times where I don't think everybody wanted to finish. Yeah. <laughs> and like being able to like, be like, all right, like, and me and you did a lot of rotating where it's like, stay back then go run ahead with the guys and then come back and like, just wait. But that was definitely the hardest thing for me. Yeah. We had, we had one objective in, in mind, I guess two, if you put the time constraint that we put on ourselves, but we had one main object objective and that is whoever starts at the finish or starts at the go line with us is going to cross the finish line with us and not with us, but like with us, the entire collective group. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only goal. So we completed both of our tasks. We beat the time that we wanted and everybody crossed the finish line that was in our group. And um, everybody had like, we were giving each other like different little roles in mine. Everybody was, or Dylan was mainly pressing, like Freddie gives the opening speech or Freddie gives a speech. And so then everybody was like, yeah, Freddie gives a speech. And so I'm sitting there like, okay, I'll give one before. And I'm just thinking about it in the, in the lens of us being there, seeing the environment, seeing people go through the things and seeing that what this like Spartan community brought together, the vendors, um, all of the racers, the volunteers, the place that let us do it on their property. You've never like, been to like, any stuff. event like this? Like any kind no. of event period? Okay. Nope. And so it was very eye-opening to me. And so then I started reflecting on like through this, through the pictures we're taking, the stretching, like why am I doing this? Like why did I sign up for this? What is my motive behind it? And um, I quickly realized as I was reflecting back over the last like three months February, March, April. Yeah, like three months that every single person that I told when I signed up for this was like, you're crazy. I would never do that. I I wouldn't, there's no way I'm doing that race. Why are you doing that? Why are you paying money to go and put yourself through that? That doesn't sound enjoyable. So I was like, okay. I was like, there's a story there. And then um, the training aspect of it, I had to get uncomfortable and I hated how I trained for this because it was making me do something that I hate, which is running. Um, I don't like going out on open roads and just running 25 miles. Like that's just not where my passion is. My passion's inside of the gym, lifting weights. That's how I view fitness and what I like to do. If I don't do that and I want to do cardio, it's bike riding. So then I was like, okay, well, there's a challenge there. Like I had to prepare differently for this than anything I've ever done. And then I started thinking like, why did everybody else do this? Because if I'm getting these message or this message, I'm sure that everybody else is. And so this speech in the beginning that I gave is like, um, you know, Dylan, what did people say when you signed up for this tone? What did people say when you signed up for this? Um, Matt, did people say that they would do it with you? Sal, did people say they would do it with you? Augustine, like what made you drive from North Dakota? Did the people that you surround yourself with say that they would do it with you? And the general consensus is nobody said that they would do it with us. And the people that may have said that they would do it with us were not there. So that tells one story that we were uncommon among the common. 
What is common is staying home and going through your day-to-day routine, doing whatever physical activity you like, maybe not doing any physical activity at all, and just going through life, doing the easy things that you know, that make you comfortable, that you don't have to stress about. And each one of us that were in our group put themselves in a, in a situation to be different, to be uncommon, to challenge themselves, to go into an unknown situation, to trust the process of the buildup, everything like that. And so I made it a point to drive home that like, this isn't an I versus I, this isn't a me versus me. This is a collective group of people that want to challenge themselves, that want to be better, that want to explore life and, and see what else is out there, that want to um, do things that other people won't do to see what they can find internally. Like whatever the reason is, we are here for a reason and it's not to be like everybody else that's not doing this race that's out here. And so I said, I was like, no matter who starts at this finish line with us, we're all crossing that or the starting line with us. We're all crossing the fucking finish line together. We're doing this as a team. We're a team because we know what we want to achieve in life. And I may look at it at a deeper sense than most people did. Some people could have just been there like, yeah, I've never done a Spartan race before. I want to do that. But I think each and every one of us by the end of it took something away from it. For instance, I know for a fact Matt did. I know for a fact Tone did. I know for a fact I did. I know for a fact that almost everybody in our group came out of that, not only with the biggest fucking smile on their face that we crossed that fucking finish line, but each person had a story of what they saw during the race that made them keep going or what they saw during the race that was like, holy fuck, like, yes, there's more to life or there's more to pushing through something that's hard. And that was so fucking cool because- seeing the old ladies that were doing it, do it. And I'm calling them old because they called themselves old. They were like, yeah, I'm 79 years old. Where's my team? Oh, I'm my team. I do this together or by myself all the time. Like, dude, it was so fucking motivational. And then just to see that all the way from the ultra runners down to the people in the open, like us who are just fucking around, not taking this at a competitive standpoint, like they do to, for like time and everything. Everybody was nice. Everybody was willing to help each other. Everybody was pushing each other through. If somebody fell down, everybody's asking, do you need uh, this supplement? Do you need this little bite to keep going? Do you need ice? Do you need medical? And so there was a community sense there that like has me envisioning what DTI can turn into and how this small collective group we had now can double, triple, quadruple in the future to keep staying motivated and challenging people that want to get out of their comfort zone to keep going in life and doing something different to see a reward at the end of it. It was surprising to see like so many different like body types and people in their fitness journey all doing it. Cause when I well, like, when we got there, I didn't know that there was a, like split into two days. So I thought like, Oh, we're going to start like the five K people are going to drop off and the 10 K people are going to drop off. But we were the shortest race of the day. So it's like, yeah. man, everybody lined up out here is doing this fucking race. That shit was insane, dude. I was like, damn, like these people don't give a fuck. <laughs> but but like you said, there was no assholes on the course. Like everybody mm-hmm. was there to like help each other 100%. It was cool. Yeah, we saw a lady um, that did the race in a wheelchair. And I think that this is a story and Dylan's heard this 10 times because I'm so passionate to like talk about this um, because we put limitations on ourselves as humans day in and day out of why we can't do something. And this lady was out there in a wheelchair, had three people with harnesses and ropes pulling her in the front. That's like the real teamwork shit right there. 
Yes. Had a guy in the back holding the wheelchair and then had two other gentlemen holding ropes on the back end to help get her through the race. And um, I had passed them at one point. They had passed me at one point and we went back and forth a couple of times. And by like the fifth time I saw them and ran into them, I literally just started clapping as I ran by them and everybody behind me started clapping and they were like, we love you guys. Thank you for the support. And so I hope I can post something on social media that talks about this Fayetteville race, mark this, clip this. I want this to go online because I want to find that group. I want to have that group on this podcast to talk about their story, to tell their story, to talk about the motivation and the why behind what they do as a group. See if they're in a community, see what they're doing. Because dude, it was so motivational and empowering. And if you have the mentality that that group had to finish that race, to have all of their troops cross that finish line together as well, just like we did, you will find a new purpose in life. You will find a new drive in life. You will find a new reason why in life that you will not give up when times get hard. You will not give up no matter what happens in life. And you will not give up on the people around you because you know that they're pushing it through you. And so having that community sake, having a group of people that have the same mindset as you, like we're trying to accumulate in DTI and bring people in, there's no, there's no time for failure. There's no time to say you can't do anything. The only time you can't do something is when we train our brains to think that and we sit down and we don't get up. We sit on the couch. We sit there with a bag of chips eating that. We sit there and not talk to people when times get hard. I know that if I'm going through something, I can pick up the phone and call Dylan. I can call Tone. I can call Sal. I can even call Augustine now and be like, bro, I just need to talk. I need to get my mind off of something. And you guys won't judge me for it. You guys will lift me up. You guys will make me laugh, whatever I need to do, or you guys will sit there and listen. And so that's what the Spartan race showed me is that there are, there are people and there is a huge community that starts with the um, Spartan community that they built up. And then there's the DTI brand inside of that now. I believe that we'll do another race here one day and we'll have even more people that we had. Um, there's that group's. We saw another group that was wearing all those beige and black shirts, whatever theirs was. And so within that, there's so many different stories and people that are trying to better themselves, just like with our Twitter community of people that we've met and had on here that are trying to grow that. And so now I move through life taking that race and remembering those ladies going through that trail by themselves or that group of people working together to get that lady um, across the finish line is always keep going, always challenge yourself. That's the main message is challenge yourself to do things that you don't think you can to prove to yourself that you can to then reach the next goal you have in place. Don't stay complacent, get uncomfortable and get uncomfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's a cliche saying, but dude, I'm realizing through the bulk, through this, like when you put yourself through something that you, you're not confident that you can do, um, there, there's a message at the end of it that shows you why you can truly do any fucking thing you want in this life. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. I think you can find those people kind of easily now I think about it. I think there's a way to view all photos from the race. And then, it, like, it, obviously, you're going to be able to find them pretty easily. They're going to stand out. They're, they were the only fucking ones with the wheelchair. But then you could yeah. probably go to, like, just whatever numbers on their head and find them, like, in the ranking. And you probably find a name that way, I'd assume. Yep. Okay. No, because all the girls tracked us, so it'd probably be an easy way to find them. And there's obviously probably Spartan groups all over the fucking place on Facebook that you can find as well. But like, that's the shit, bro. Like, we would be doing a disservice to this world to not 
hear that story and to spread it to however many people we can. It may not be a big audience yet, but like doing that shit and connecting with people like that, you know, they have the same mindset of us in the sense of the reason why we found our why and we're blessed to know what our why is. So now hearing their why to keep motivating each other's to just keep spreading that message and doing things like the Spartan race and other community filled events. Yeah. What's crazy is like every marathon I go to, there's someone in a wheelchair, but this was like totally different than that. This was swampy and muddy as fuck and wild terrain. Like we were straight up a hill at one point, like straight up a hill down the other side and we had nothing. And people were out here getting gassed and falling over. And these people were carrying a human being. Yep. It's 13 miles. My watch clocked it at way closer to 15 than 13. I cannot imagine us carrying someone that entire way, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was moving, man. Like it, I talk about like my Honduras trip and going there and like leaving that vacation, a better person, like leaving that Spartan race. I'm a better person than I was because I got to see those things that I did. Um, that it's sad, but most people overlook and they like, they're like, dude, why do you find so much of this? Or why do you look at it that way? And it's like the stories within what we see, even going outside and walking and realizing how much the world is changing, whether that's during spring, winter or fall, like just seeing the leaves change and all that. We just look past everything. We have such tunnel vision of like going next, 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 that we're not soaking in the environment around us. Um, and I think that's critical is to like learn how you can soak in what's going around you and like realizing like, holy shit, I'm kind of not seeing everything when I'm just rushing through life and, and not slowing down. Speaking of uh, next, 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 you've had two life-changing events now this year. So what's next? Well, completing this is going to be one of them. What sucks um, is there was one in Charlotte recently. I know. On that one. I know. There's some in Georgia. There's some in, um, uh, what's that called? There's another one, uh, Asheville. Um, so I'll oh, look nice. into those. But um, those are all like more towards the end of the year. But filling this triangle up before the end of the year, because you have until the end of the year to get these other ones. Um, is a goal and then possibly even channeling some of that discomfort of doing some sort of triathlon. Um, I'm not a confident swimmer. Um, I hate running. I love bike riding, so I know I can do that part, but, um, doing one of the smaller triathlons and challenging my body in that sense, I think is something that's going to, um, on the physical side, challenge me. And that's what I want. It's like getting uncomfortable on that side, yeah. but from a internal perspective and not only just talking about the great things that I saw in there that moved me. Um, I want to find more community events within the Charlotte area that I can volunteer and help out with because without the volunteers that helped at that Spartan race, it wouldn't have been possible for the right. parking. It would have been possible for the event. So where can I volunteer my time um, that aligns with some things that I'm passionate in life or like missions that I want to help support. It's a good way to selfishly network too. And like, it's not selfish because you're being selfless in the thing, but like, it's just a way to kind of meet other people in the space. Yeah. Uh, If they're close to the end of the year, I'll probably be doing them with you too, which would be cool. Cause you know, might as as well finish it. Yeah. Probably going to transition into running here anyways. I think I'm, uh, I think I missed it. I think I'm, I'm back as a runner again. 
Really? Yeah, I think I'm so, not that I'm not going to lift, but like my lifting is going to supplement my running, I think. So do you have a um, next challenge? Do you have a next thought on what you want to do? It's hard for me to say what a challenge is, I guess. Not that like every race isn't a challenge. Yeah. But so I'm most likely I'm like 98% sure doing the Charlotte Marathon with Tone. And I think South okay. Carolina too, actually. Oh, really? So mm-hmm, that's what Tone was saying. So you said we can all train together. So I'm probably going to do that. But in order for it to be a challenge, I want to set a time goal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I have that. But I'm also considering this is lofty. But it's not as lofty. So the Ironman was, like, (laughs) out there and, like, I want to push myself. But, like, it really, like, I hated what I was doing. Like, and that's why, like, as much as, like, Tone – and me like fuck with you about marathons. Like I'm not going to push you to do something that you absolutely hate. Like there's so much time invested into training for that, that like, if you're not enjoying yourself, there's no point in doing it. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to suffer mentally. You're not going to, I feel like your whole life is just like consumed by it if you don't like it. And that's where I was at. So like, I'm not going to say that it's that lofty because it's not, but it's more in the running realm. I think I want to do an ultra race. Maybe not this year if I'm doing the marathon at the end, but like early next year. Okay. And that is just mileage or is there other things involved in that? Uh, it really depends. I mean, it's tep- it's typically just mileage. It just depends. So anything over a marathon is technically an ultra. So the shortest okay. one, the 50K, which yeah. is like 31. And then they have like just different ones. So there's last man standings, which is typically a four mile loop. You have an hour to finish four miles and it's pretty much you either are the last one making these four miles or like if you, so it's either like you give up or you miss the cutoff of the hour. Oh, damn. Okay. That's cool. Those typically run like damn near a hundred miles though. Yeah. So I don't know if I got that in me. There's like 50 milers and then there's like super out there hundred milers. And okay. those aren't even necessarily like you're not running like, so there's one out here called Leadville, but you have to like win a lottery to do it. Yeah, I've heard of that. And that one's more challenging because it's not like you're just on a flat course. Like you're through the mountains, you're hiking. So like, I don't want to say oh it's just mileage because it's way fucking more than that. And like yeah. people that like I put on like a high pedestal when it comes to like endurance events, I've seen them fail in the last two years. Yep. So I'm not saying I'm jumping into a 100-miler by any means, but I would like to at least do a 50K okay, or or something like that. Yeah. No, I like that. I uh, took away something without you probably realizing it that you said, though. And um, you said that there was one point – and excuse me because I'm going to quote this wrong, but there was one point All in right. life where you mm. kept chasing – the next race, the next thing or something like that. And you lost the like why of why you were doing it. How did you, how did you state that? Because I took something away from that. And that's why I want to make sure that like the next thing I do is actually like tailored towards a passion of mine, something that's going to challenge me, like whatever that is. But when you said that, I started thinking about it and Mm -hmm. haven't forgot it ever since. We talked about it in uh, my BPN cohort, which is like a group of 10 people from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And me and another guy were just having a conversation about that we get so caught up in like looking for the next thing. So before this race even happened, I was like, what am I going to do next? Like it was already in my head about the Charlotte Marathon. 
And am I really doing it because I want to do this and I want the challenge? Or am I surrounded by so many people who are doing these crazy things, these outlandish things like Ironmans, Ultras, all this shit that I just feel peer pressured into, I need an event on the calendar. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like internally took that and really thought, is this something that I really want to do? What's my why? And that's actually what pushed me into thinking about ultras. Because what you said was, what are you going to do that challenges you? Mm -hmm. And a marathon itself, I'm not going to say that it's not challenging because it's always going to be challenging. That's a long fucking way to run. But I've done it twice. I know mentally I'm getting through this. It doesn't matter how slow I go. Like I'm going to finish this. Mm -hmm. So then it's about, do I put a time on it? Do I make myself fucking train for this time? Or do I push distances and go farther? So I'm, I'm really torn between two things that I want to do, but I think that they can mutually exist. And yep. it's, I probably want to do an ultra for the distance, but I kind of want to do a Boston qualifier, which is a sub three marathon. Damn. And that's why I think I'm going to transition into a runner phase yep. where I am okay with like not getting stronger and I'm more just in a maintenance, even a little bit of, I'm going to have to lose some of it. Let's be honest. Yeah. But I think it's totally doable. Like I see people do it all the time. So I'm, I'm in this balance where it's like, in order to challenge myself, I've got to push it in another aspect. It's not just going to be, let me go do another marathon. Like for Tony, he's never done one. So it's like, hell yeah, dude, fucking let's do it. Let's see what you got. Yeah. But like I've, I know in my mind, like you've been here before, like you can do this. It's yeah. It's just how, like, how do you want to push it farther next time? Yep. No, that's cool. And uh, one thing that I'm excited about, which, um, yeah, it's out there, but you moving to North Carolina yeah. is that like we can now take um, not only just like physical events, but like I was saying is like volunteer events and using DTI yeah. in that sense and partnering with these um, different philanthropies or whatever it is that we're passionate about or that somebody in our group has a tie to because of a family member that went through something or whatever it is where we can go and give back our time. Like you said, we're doing something selfless, but like it is a great time to network with people. And the reason why that's so good is because like those people that are there, are like there to continue to better their community, to better themselves and everything. And so those are the people that we want to bring into DTI or that we want to have around our community. Um, so that way we can one day be that something that someone wants to volunteer for to help us because it's helping the community or helping a group of people. Um, so I'm really excited for that aspect of us being together um, because not only that, but like I've heard Matt and Tone talk about wanting to volunteer more. So like we can get our core group together um, oh, yeah. to grow something special within the Charlotte community to like help make an impact as it's growing at a rapid fucking rate right now. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I hate when people say it, but you know, big things are coming with this move. They are. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, actually are like, it's a real thing. It's already put into action and I'm just excited like to see how it unfolds. Cause it's going to be dope. Yeah. It's going to be really special. We'll make it special. Um, and it's just constantly like realigning, refocusing towards that end goal of this picture that we have painted. Like we always preach, we, we cleared for the foundation last year and we hung up all of the different things that we thought we wanted DTI to be. Now we're laying this foundation that's going to be solid as hell and we have been to then grow and build on it. Now that we've learned so much over the last year and a half doing DTI from a distance with each other, now imagine the impact and the things that we can do when we're together 
and how those things can constantly get better um, and improve over time as well. Yeah. But as you guys um, know, seen, heard, um, I think this episode is all about being uncomfortable, putting yourself in a situation where you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't know what you're going to go through mentally to get through it. Um, but somebody out there, including you, including me, and including the person listening is going through something that they might be holding in, um, something that they're doubting themselves on, or something in their family that they can't control is going through something. Um, stay focused and always continue to push yourself. Always continue to keep a positive mindset, even when it's hard. Wake up every single day being grateful for the little things that you woke up. You can get dressed. You can walk to work. You can drive to work. You have a house over your head, whatever it is. Start appreciating the little things and talking positive and start seeing the change happen. Um, it's crazy how much that energy attracts more positive energy. Um, and soon you'll realize that what you were once holding yourself back about is now why you're excelling forward because you let those strings go and you allowed yourself to grow as a human. Um, so at the end of the day, I mean, our, our name says it all, have the desire to inspire right now because we're not promised tomorrow and make sure that you live the life that you want for you supporting the people that you want in your life. So much love. Tell your mama hello. Kiss her on the forehead. It's all. Peace.